0: revenue from marijuana sales has been harder than expected for California. In 2018, the state faced a whopping $160 million revenue shortfall. Now, an L.A. Times investigation has found the number of unlicensed marijuana shops outnumber legal stores in Los Angeles. Legitimate businesses say they can't compete with illegal pot shops that offer lower prices by skirting sales taxes. L.A. Times investigative reporter James Queeley looked into the problem and joins us now. Hey, James. Yeah, nice to be back, Lisa. So you say that the illegal pot shops rival the legal ones. What sort of numbers are we talking about?
1: So there's two about, by our count, there's about 220 illegal shops in the city. Uh, what we did was we went through Weed Maps, which is basically pot Yelp, and ran it against city records, took off the ones that obviously have a license. And what we found is about 220 illegal operators. There's only 182 stores that have city approval to operate. So there's about 40 more illegal than, than legal. So it's much easier, basically, to find a place you're not supposed to buy weed in the city than you're supposed to.
0: And you describe police going to one of these illegal operations and they aren't arresting people and they aren't taking their product. They're simply there to turn off the water and the power. And they're playing whack a mole because these people are gonna open back up within days sometimes. Why is that?
1: That's part of why the tactics have changed, because there's so much money in this now that you know if me and you are running an illegal operation and we can get away with it for a few months, we're probably gonna earn enough that the fines aren't gonna eat into our profits or they're not gonna hurt them enough to cause us to shut down. So what the department has done, what the city has done really since March, uh, an ordinance was passed that now allows the LAPD to work with the Department of Water and Power and they'll shut off the uh, electricity and the water at an illegal shop as long as they can prove they're not a uh, licensed place. So doing that is quicker than doing a uh, you know search warrant, seizing all the pot, arresting people, going through a criminal prosecution. It, they can do this faster and it's really the rate of return the deterrent is more so from shutting off the power and costing and the money because now under Prop 64, every pot offense is a misdemeanor.
0: You mentioned Weed Maps as the Yelp of pot mm. dispensaries. Tell us about the role that that service, that app, plays in the proliferation of these illegal shops. Mm.
1: It's basically advertising for them. I mean, if you, if you, it varies when you go to these legal shops in the city, right? And Weed Maps doesn't delineate between legal and illegal, so it's not like a customer is going to go on there and see, hey, this is a place you're not supposed to go.
0: So. Well, the illegal shops are all over Los Angeles but there are certain neighborhoods where it's particularly egregious, which are those?
1: They're really heavily concentrated below the 10 freeway, South LA. There's a good chunk of them in downtown. It's not that there aren't legal shops in those places, it's just that they're vastly outnumbered. So if you're just a random, casual marijuana user and you don't wanna pay 25% in state and city sales tax, you're probably gonna go, to the neighborhood shop that might not be licensed rather than you know go to the above-board place and even though you might get a little bit better quality pot it's gonna cost you a lot more to get it.
0: Well you mentioned the money so there's a fifteen percent pot tax Mm -hmm. on marijuana that was part of the deal when we legalized it and then regular old ten percent sales tax so this has really really frustrated the legal cannabis sellers right because how can they compete 25% Twenty-five percent is a lot.
1: Yeah, for a lot, a lot of them are saying they can't. Uh, some store owners have mentioned that they've had to cut staff. Um, some of this is, you know, it's not just the taxes; it's also packaging costs and complying with um, Bureau of Cannabis Control audits. It's just the, the combined cost of following the rules is kind of putting them a little underwater.
0: What's LAPD say about it?
1: They are more focused on kind of almost working as security now for Department of Water and Power. They will still do criminal investigations. They they haven't completely abandoned that. But they more so focus now on uh, shutting these stores down from from a civil action standpoint, from helping the city attorney get evidence to to find them. They're really looking at this more as a regulatory problem than a law enforcement problem right now. But, well, they're shutting the same places down over and over again because they're not giving up once they get shut down. There was at least one one store they they clearly knew the two women they were escorting out the door by name. They were friendly with the guard. You know this whack-a-mole. is whackable. Yeah,
0: it's whackable. <laughs> yeah. These stores open up
1: by the same name. They open right. up by, in the same building. In the same
0: sometimes. building. They shut down one pot shop that clearly had high levels of fungicide on the pot. So it's it's th- this. There really are consequences physically for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm being flip about this, but there are there can be health problems. I mean, like you like you mentioned that 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 one specific dispensary was selling marijuana that had been treated with, I believe, uh, like a level to what the EPA described as a level two toxin. There's customer problems. They will sell a lot of knockoff brands. They will sell weed that is not being cultivated by state-approved distributors or cultivators. So that, you know, no one is really quality testing this stuff. Uh, you also don't know what the edibles and whatnot. You know, possibly you know maybe banned ingredients are in there. You really. You do you do run a risk by saving the money.
0: So the city says it's going to ratchet up enforcement this year. Is that true?
1: Uh, they, so they've definitely the the LAPD has done about 90 of these utility shutdowns, which the utility shutdowns didn't exist until early March. So that's obviously new. I think uh, the city attorney's office says they've brought charges against something like 850 people since the beginning of 2018, and they've shut down a number of storefronts. There were. According to the LAPD, and again, every every statistic with this is kind of a rough estimate, even our own. Mm. You know, there's not hard and fast data on this like there would be other crimes. The LAPD is fairly insistent that there were more than 300 dispensaries open at some point in 2018. Their estimate is now below that. So.
0: And why is this an L.A. phenomenon? Why isn't this happening in Oakland or San Francisco?
1: So what you hear from cannabis industry people is that obviously with Prop D, with limited immunity and years back before Prop 64, there were a lot of dispensaries in limbo in L.A. They were kind of operating in this quasi-legal place where they didn't really have the city's blessing, but nobody was going to cause them problems. That was less of a situation in, say, San Francisco or Long Beach, they were much more black and white. And those cities, either in San Francisco, for instance, when you talk to their cannabis people, they have a much bigger problem with the legal delivery services as opposed to storefronts. Long Beach, they had a much more black and white before Prop 64 of you are either allowed to do this as a medical dispensary or you are not. So there weren't these kind of, you know, limping along
0: places that
2: went into the current day. No consistency.
0: No consistency. It's like parenting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Thanks, James.
2: How y'all doing? My name is LMC. Uh, If you are interested in the cannabis industry regarding business, politics, finance, investment, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, the black market, as you guys can see, um, and much, much more, hit that subscribe button down below. I'd very much appreciate it. So this is an article from 2019, May 2019. So this is about a roughly a year and a month uh, ago. So this, this article, this video, um, and, it, you know, it was kind of, you know, in 2018, ca- cannabis was uh, legalized in uh, LA, or in, in, I mean, in California, excuse me. Um, and so you start to see these kind of problems that happen, you know, in different places in different ways, right? So you see, they said at the very end, you know, you have the, more of the illegal delivery problem going on um, in San Francisco at that time, about a year and a month ago. And then you, you know, have LA. They have a bunch of fake pot shops—not uh, fake, but un- unlicensed pot shops. Um, and then in Long Beach, they said that they're pretty uh, strict about it. So, you know, it's different now. More so, LA has switched much more to delivery now because, you know, you know, any sort of whether it's even if it's if it's legal or illegal, those industries are always going to adapt, right, to what what the regulations are. Uh, you know, allow or what the enforcement allows. Um, But this is just something interesting to me because it's like, you know, it is whack-a-mole. They did get rid of it, but this is something I just wanted to point to because this is a, you know, it's, 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 I just, it's emblematic and showcases to me that, you know, once tax money is involved, people care, right? people care. Once money is involved, people care. And I get that. I get that. Um, but what I'm saying though too, is like, you know, that's why weed maps got finally taken down. Like, cause they were there, they were the biggest thing that was like weed maps had to get rid of all these illegal pot shops that they're making money off of because you know, because people were reporting them and the FBI finally went in and the FBI, you know, all this, all these resources go to it once, once there's tax money being lost. Right. And I really just always want to emphasize that. Just remember, like that's when it really matters. That's when people really start to care. That's obvious. Kind of, we all know that, but you know, what I wanted to also showcase too, is like how things are morphing. They, they also, these, these cannabis, these black market cannabis, um, shops are morphing right so they, they they're always changing they're always adapting um you know it's just like it's just like uh in china they do this to us where they'll 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 change a a banned substance and they'll change it by one molecule and then that will make it a whole new drug technically and make it legal right and so it's a it's a game of cat and mouse it's like whack-a-mole like 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 she was saying in this video um and so you know Solutions, you know, I don't know. I don't think that'll ever be like a real, real solution. I guess if, you know, I mean, give everyone the ability to sell pot, then there's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty hard market to win uh, to be successful in. But then again, I think people should also have the right to, you know, have that chance. Maybe you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough one, right? You know, you also see that like these these they're starting to form like these cartels of retailers, right? There's there's cartels and like cartels of Retailers, meaning like you know, a group of retail owners that you know all own five or ten retail spots. They all get together and then they control pricing, and they do all of this. They also do that on the producer processor side too. But people get you know, that's like technically illegal, right? They're to do to form what quote quote like what you call a cartel, right? It's not officially that, but it's them, you know, having a monopoly pretty much on everything and them being able to control the price of everything. So if they keep, you know, it's just, it's a little bit like OPEC. If you guys know what OPEC is, it's the the oil, petroleum, um, something like that. Uh, Yeah, oil and petroleum exporting companies, or countries, excuse me. So all of the big oil countries, they all band together. A lot of them are in the Middle East, Venezuela, Venezuela Venezuela's in it, I believe. Um, And so, but they control the the price of oil. And so they, they can, you know, do that. But that's illegal in the United States when it comes down to price fixing, right? Price fixing is not allowed. So even though it happens, it completely happens, right? And it happens, you know, it happens in, it happens in a lot of states. The more mature, the more mature a state is, the more likely that's going to, that's going to be a thing. Um, Like we definitely like. You know, in Washington, we don't really have it. I mean, we kind of do, but not exactly. But we're talking about Cali, definitely happening there. Definitely, definitely happening there. Um, you know, there's no real way to like stop it, too. And this is what I'm talking about with legal. You know, and so, you know, the big thing that was, you know, the big thing because so they ha- so these legal owners they have a pretty good grasp on this market, right? But what the- what's the big thorn in their side is these illegal black market cannabis shops, right? Um. And so finally they've been cracking down on it. So that's why you've seen the progression. This isn't, this is a year and a month ago. I think about four months ago, Weed Maps got caught up. Um, You know, they got caught up there. They had to give up all of their information to the FBI so that they could, you know, use that information to catch all of these illegal black market, uh, you know, um, delivery and or retail or illegal retail shops, right? so you know they're slowly they're slowly but surely cracking down on all this stuff they are you know whether you think it's bad or good you know that's up to you really but you know pricing is going to be higher for everyone right when it's not because it, the it's because it goes back to the taxes right the reason why people are going to these illegal you know pot, these illegal pot shops or illegal deliveries because pricing is just better right and i really always say this is like i'm not against taxation whatsoever i'm you know pro-tax but there also is a thing like when, you know, when you bring something new into this world, you need to let it grow. Right. I always say this, right. You don't want to strangle it. You don't want to strangle it with and overburden it with taxes because what that does is like I've said this, like I said in so many other videos, but first of all, it gets rid of the small to medium sized businesses, you know, the little guy and eventually it'll just help consolidate the whole industry. You know what I mean? Um, So, you know, this is happening in other places. This is happening. I mean, Boston's a really interesting one. Boston, they have like, they have a little cartel over there too. Um, and they, yeah, the East coast is go check out the podcast that just released uh, episode number 11 with, uh, it's more with the, the homie Marquise. He is the uh, owner of Fronto wave um, and he's a co-host of uh, um, of the uh, Baker's men collective podcast with a lot of locks shout out to them. So yeah, go check, check that out. Cause you know, we talk actually about the East coast quite a bit in that and how, you know, it's starting to be pretty corporatized over there. Now over on the West coast, they definitely do it in a much subtler way, kind of in, in, you know, a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is just, you know, apparent of the black market. It's going to slowly, slowly crack down and then eventually, you know, it's going to be, I don't know if the black market's ever going to go away because the black market, because, so when you look at like, um, when you look at like the, the prohibition era of alcohol, the thing about prohibition is once they legalized it, it just, it wasn't worth all of the hassle to make alcohol. I think with cannabis, the thing that's going to be interesting to see is whether or not it. Uh, has that same, If it follows the same route of like people not really trying to reproduce you know, it. Cause you know, you have to have you know a, a whole refinery, right? Not a refinery, but uh, you have to distill or however, however, you know, there's a lot more machinery that goes into creating alcohol. Now I'm not saying that that's not a thing, but I think the hassle is too much. Now with plants and all that, we'll have to see. The price is just gonna have to drop eventually. I mean, I think once we get federally legalized, the price will have to drop, the price will drop considerably. And then once the price drops considerably, there's not as much money in it. Like you really only make money through scale, like being distributed all over the country, then I think it'll go away. But, you know, I, like whether, like I said, whether you, it, whether you think it's good or bad, you know, that's up to you. Um, I think it's, you know, it's good and bad on both sides. And, you know, I, like I said, it's, you know, a lot of people's livelihoods are, are going to be taken away. But that's why I really, really, really urge all of these black market, you know, entrepreneurs, growers, all that, like, please try to figure out a pathway to legal, to the legal side and try, like, it's hard. It's always hard. Trust me. Like, I know it is like, it's, it's tough. And, but you got to think about longevity. You got to think about surviving, surviving this, this whole, um, you know, transition, because this transition is going to really put a ton of people out of business. It's going to, you know, it's completely, it's, it's starting to, you know, the money in the black market is starting to slowly flow back flow over into the legal market. Right. And California is still a long, long way from this. Right. California is a really long way from this because you know, they definitely have um, a huge problem when it comes to the black market. And I think a lot of it has to do with their taxes. Their taxes are like, like I said, whether or not you're pro tax or not, like that doesn't even matter. Talking about this industry specifically, if you really want to have a transition into the legal market, the taxes have to be addressed. They have to be addressed have to. And also some of these cartel people like these cartel like these cartel like uh you know retail like owners and, and uh, they need to also, you know, I don't know. I don't think ever will be able to like you know do anything about that, but I don't know. I just want to make you guys aware of that and just educate you guys. I got um a message from a viewer who wants me to cover uh the secret sessions, these like, you know, these these black market cannabis uh black market um events that where you know people come from all across the country to you know say it's like it's like, a, it's like a farmer's market for weed um so i'm gonna cover that in the next video so stick around for that um i'll be posting that actually in like a probably an hour from when this is posted so anyways really appreciate y'all my name is lmc uh, go check out the frame of flower podcast all linked down below go follow me on social media all linked down below um and yeah Definitely, definitely appreciate y'all if you made it to the end of the video and have an amazing, amazing day.
0: Peace.